Woke up in a lucid dream Now we're hunting for the shards We might be an oddball team But at least we've got no bards World Hi, I'm Pedro, the GM and creator of Worldwalkers. In our last episode, the group decided to use Brummelstone's charms to woo Claiborne, the artifact hunter in possession of the next shard of Stardust. During dinner, Claiborne revealed that she paid Captain Gideon a hefty fee to have him take a shortcut through a dangerous mountain pass. Not a moment later, commotion erupted on the deck of the Falcon as the airship fell under assault. We join the group now as they rush to battle, hoping to keep the Falcon and themselves in the air. You guys are all topside, and um, they the Falcon has like a lookout, somebody up on, like in the crow's nest, right? And they're the ones shouting. The lookout for the Falcon screams as a number of winged monstrosities, long bodies covered in dusky leather skin with wingspans both impressive and frightening, come into view. Their long beaks, cobalt in color, emit a screech that threatens to rip through your eardrums. Their lengthy pointed tails chase behind them. Each passing moment sees the skies give way to howling winds and piercing rain, the precursors to a storm that moments ago didn't exist. The storm threatens to rip the Falcon out of the sky. Alright, so time for javelin. <laughs> well, um, Captain Gideon sprints across the slick deck of his beloved ship, taking off to his quarters. On the way, he nods to several of his crew, and they rush their way over to a series of bolted down crates on the side of the ship. They break heavy looking keyrings off their belts and quickly open the crates. They reach inside and start to pass massive crossbows out to the rest of the crew. One of the crew members motions over to Vasa and uh, <clears throat> takes off running towards you and hands you a small, thick leather pouch. He shouts over the storm. He says, We use these to get up to the top for repairs. We don't have a lot. Use them if you have to. And then he turns around and takes off. Captain Gideon returns to the deck with uh, uh, his massive crossbow. He went down into his quarters to retrieve it. And he hears that uh, crew member shouting that to you. Like, use it if you need it. And he says, No time for conservation. Get up there. Keep those things off the balloon before it's too late. And you can see those creatures are coming out of the sky and landing directly on top of the balloon. Vasa, well, first of all, Vasa, when she was running, she's like, ah, oh, finally, some action. But then when she gets the, when she gets the bag, she looks and she's like, what do you mean? And she looks inside, what does she see? There are a number of potions in there. They're all the same color, like a, uh, like a light sky blue. He has one more pouch, and he's sending it off to uh, another group. And they take the pouch, and they split the potions amongst them. And then they drink them. And they run, and they jump off the side of the ship, and they take off into the sky. Yes. So Vasa says, "Hell no!" And she says, "Hey, Brummelstone, Brummelstone." <laughs> yeah. And then Vasa she points at this guy. She says, "Those people, these potions. This seems like your. This seems like your ballpark." There are also creatures coming down to the deck as well. So there's creatures up top, threatening the safety of the balloon that keeps your ship in the air. And there's also creatures coming down below onto the deck. Mm-hmm. Vasa um, is like she shoves into the hands, passes. Like, Let's go, go, go. We got it down here. Yeah. Tin would want one of those potions because she likes, she knows how to fly. Oh. Uh, yeah, and he would throw one to, uh, I always forget her name. Claiborne? Claiborne. I've been so taken by her beauty. 
was like, uh, you know, is this the trip you paid for? And he would toss her one as he downs one and runs off and jumps off the side. <laughs> and then whoever else wants one, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, so who's all taking potions? Uh, Tin, Rumblestone. Um, Roberto does not want to. Okay. He's very scared. Yeah, Erby's <laughs> going to say stay put on the... And look, wait, how many people is like? Are the crew taking the potions? Like Several, everybody? There was only, there was another set of them, and yeah, some of the crew jumped off the side and flew up. But are there any crew that's choosing to stay on foot? Oh yeah, there's a number of crew on the uh, that are staying down here to protect the ship as well. And in total, how many blue potions were available in the pouch? In your pouch, there were six. Huh. I mean, nobody's. We don't have to fly high. We can just be or mobile. We don't have to fly at all. Yeah, you can just, just have it on hand. Alright, uh, well, Vasa, Vasa would have palmed one just in case. Alright. Erdoby is staying on land. Alright. Yeah, I, if Bromelstone would have taken, I guess, like, nodded to ten, and been like, we've, we've made an excellent team so far, so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> High five while we're, like, in the air. Yeah, I just imagine we're, like, Peter panning it up. Claiborne looks at you and nods and waits for you to drink your potion. Yeah, I down it. And then she drinks it at the same time. And yeah, once you take off, she's taken off too. This date just got interesting. So, beginning of the round, Vasa. Alright, she's gonna go for the nearest creature that is clawing its way onto the ship. Alright, she got a 10. So you pull your weapons out, you leap forward, and you connect with the first attack. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay, well, these are large creatures. Like, when I say large, I mean, they're like 10 foot long, lumbering winged beasts. Alright. Well, in that case, uh, let's roll for damage. Six. And then let's see if the short sword attack hits. Nineteen on that, so obviously that's a hit. Yep. And the damage is a one on that. And then she's going to go ahead and use her sneak attack. So one plus two. Not not very good there. And then uh, then she's going to use her cunning action to leap back out of the way as far as she can. Yeah, you leap, you jump forward, and you bring your blades to bear. You tear it apart. It actually took significant damage from that, and you pull back. Huh. All right, after that is Tin. Um, okay, I'm wondering if for the animal or the creatures that have landed on the balloon, if they're in any sort of formation that I can line them up. Uh, there are two that are lined up, yeah. But like right now, you haven't. Are you? So you're jumping off the ship and flying. Yeah. Yes. So you you run. I don't know how do you do it. Do you just jump off, or do you just fly yeah. up, or? Yeah, I kind of do another like Pocahontas dive off the side, and then just kind of. <laughs> so you run, you jump, you Pocahontas dive. She goes over the side, and then you watch as Tin gracefully launches herself into the air. The mm. sensation of you back in the sky is so overwhelming that you gain a point of inspiration as you once again return. Oh, oh nice! That's awesome. So. You, yeah, you, you race up the side of the balloon. It will take you another round to get up there. Brummelstone? Uh, Brummelstone clumsily jumps off the side trying to look slick, but would probably <laughs> like float and then start to bounce off the, like, the balloon as he goes up. <laughs> he like, tumbles yeah. upwards. Brummelstone reverse falls. Ertleby? Takes out her gun. <laughs> she takes aim at one of the creatures. All right. Same one that Vasa attacked or different one? Same one Vasa attacked. Okay. Uh, she gets a 14. That's a hit. Excellent. Ooh, nice. 
Very nice. I think she does 17. Nice. What? Wow. All right. So this is usually the part where I describe how loud her gun is. You can't hear it over the rolling thunder coming in. But you take aim, fire, and the creature just reels back and collapses and falls on the ground. Nice. One of those creatures is going to look at you, and it's going to pick one of you two. It's going to go after Ertleby. No, I'm on the ship. Yeah, there's Barrow. some down there with you. Oh, damn it. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, I look around so... for a barrel. You have Hulk. You have Hulk gloves. <laughs> oh, I do. That's yeah. true. I'm, I can punch Earl them back. <laughs> I'm very so, muscular. It launches itself at you, and then it brings. So its wings, you, as it gets closer to you, they're kind of razor sharp on the side. Like they just have like one long blade, almost like maybe like either it's like a sharp bone or something even more peculiar. But it comes down, lands, and then just brings its wing across you. What's your AC? 15. So it swings and misses. You duck underneath that. Yes. And then its tail comes up. And then you <gasps> no! watch as the tail um, surges with electricity. And then what? the tail slams down trying to pierce into you. Uh, but you roll out of the way of that one, too. Oh and you just oh, pull yourself out of the oh. way. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, jeez. The original defibrillator. <laughs> the next one's coming after Vasa, and that Ooh. is a critical hit. But I have so, 16 AC! My, yeah. No. no. Damn it. So it runs, it, it just launches itself forward, brings itself over you, and then crashes its wings on you for 10 damage. It slices it. Oh. Alright. And then, uh, just as you're recovering from that, its tail comes up. Fucking tail. Oh, no. And you're, that one also charges with lightning and electricity. And as soon as it does that, you're 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 well aware of the position of that tail, and you kind of run forward as it slams and kind of pierces the, uh, the deck of the ship. Oh. Oh my God. Another one comes for Ertleby. No. Roberto, get out of your barrel. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, the razor sharp wings catch you um, across <gasps> your shoulder for eight damage, and then that tail comes up, and again, well too aware of the position of that tail, uh, and you kind of copy Vasa, and you you run and you don't really roll forward, but <laughs> you stumble forward and dodge it as well. Um, the last one Phew. down here is coming for Vasa. And that's another hit. So it also it lands behind you and it brings its uh, wing across your back for eight damage. And this time that puts you off balance too much. The tail does connect. So it pierces into you and then the electricity discharges for ten damage. What? Holy shit. Roberto. Okay. Oh Jesus. Um. Okay. What? So I'm on the deck with Vasa and Earlby. Yeah. There's four of these creatures. Uh, crew members are uh, <clears throat> taking aim at some of the other ones that you're not fighting. Like there's more okay. than four, but yeah. they're fighting but some of the other ones. Where's Earlby in relation to Vasa? Um. It's up to you guys, I guess. Like, are you guys pretty close together? Or are you? I mean, yeah, more, pretty close. more or less, right? Like we yeah, ran I'd say up within ten feet. Yeah. Okay. And am I still inside a barrel? No, 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 you're, no, yeah. you're, you're, you're. <laughs> Okay, good. Just you left the restaurant a while ago. All right, 
I, I was just wondering because I was wondering if I ran out in the barrel still around my waist. That's up to you, um, I guess. That's 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 your flavor. I don't want to. It adds two AC. The in, my, <laughs> in my haste, I forgot to remove the barrel, which is now around my torso. All right. Um, I, I see that Roberto sees that Vasa is in, uh, seems to be having a lot of trouble. I run towards her and I yell, "Get down!" As I position myself between, <laughs> I position myself between her and the ro- and the and the bat creatures. Yep. As you run to protect her, um, some of the crew members are running onto the deck and they're throwing you your gear. Oh yeah! Like I'm just kidding. You, they're throwing you. You can pick one of the weapons. You can't grab the other one right I can away. Pick one of the weapons. Yeah, the other have... one's gonna try and get it to you. He just you couldn't get them both this round. Okay, and then I slice at the closest one. All right. Fiercely. Twenty. That's a hit. Five piercing damage. So yeah, you run forward and you kind of get in between the creature and Vasa, and then you do a vicious swipe forward and you cut it across like it's a it's back leg. And it kind of reels back and stares at you. After that is Claiborne. Claiborne is taking off just like the other flyers. New round, Vasa. Okay, um, well, Vasa is heavily bleeding, but as soon as she sees one of them briefly distracted by Roborto, she's going to dart forward and try to attack it as well. All right, that's an 11. All right, that's it. Okay, good, thank God. All right, so that's Scimitar. (laughs) Scimitar does 8 damage. The short sword, let's see if it hits. It's a 10. That's a hit. Okay. Thank God. Um, Short sword does 4 damage. And then we do our sneak attacks. Yep. 1. 1. All right, and then she's gonna so she's gonna use the move to get out of the way, and then she's gonna use her cunning action. Can she brace to dodge, or is that not? Um... If you use your move to get out of the way, it gets an opportunity attack. Okay, okay. Let's use the cunning action, disengage. Let's move away. Yeah. All right. Um, yeah. So you back off, get yourself some distance, and you feel a lot more comfortable now. Um, Ten. So you come up over the side, and now you can see the creatures. This balloon is made of some incredibly thick, leathery uh, material, but they're just scraping away, trying to sink the ship. Okay, uh, how many in total are on the... There are four of them up here. So there's no way that I can get, like, three in a line? Just only two? Just two, yeah. Okay. Um, I'm going to... Give me a um, uh, perception check first. Oh, uh, seventeen. Seventeen. Um, before you throw that javelin, you do notice that there's a bit of lightning crackling on their tails. Oh, so no javelin. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, I will get out my rifle <laughs> and uh, take aim at one specifically, just like trying to get at the uh, the wings to try and like. Uh, disarm them. Disarm them. <laughs> disarm them. Uh, yeah, just, just wing them. <laughs> oh, you! <laughs> okay. Uh, oh, right. So I guess I should roll that, huh? Yeah. I was just like standing there. All right. Um. Wow, that was a terrible, terrible roll. Um. Nine. Oh, in total. 
Oh, oh. <laughs> into a hard pass on that it one. It's a two. I'm gonna, I'm gonna so, swipe left. You land on the balloon, right. but maybe the balloon was too bouncy because it throws your shot off. Uh, Brummelstone, you have arrived. Ooh. Um, are any of them within like a fifteen cube? No, try to... they're pretty spread out. Okay. And then give me a perception check as well. Eleven. Yeah, you can also see that their tails have a bit of lightning surging through them. I get what you're throwing down there. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna throw scorching ray at them. I'll aim at each one to hope do some damage on each one. Mm-hmm. Oh, I got I got a nine, a natural one on the second one, <gasps> but an eighteen. It's the wind. I have to recalibrate. <laughs> <laughs> uh, six damage. So six right. fire damage. All right, so yeah, you land, and the first two air, uh, the first two uh, streaks of fire don't find their target, but the third one is a solid impact right in the chest. After Brummelstone is Ertlebee. She's gonna cast Moon Prison Power. Um, yes. So she she reaches her hands up towards the moon and says, "Okay, I know you control tides and things, and these are lightning monsters. There's a storm going on. It's related. Moonbeam." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you have to like shout that as the rain uh, just thunders down on you. But yeah, <laughs> give me a name. <laughs> That crashes down on the creature, and you watch as it just gets destroyed, ripped apart, burned alive by ghostly fire. Not regular from, fire. From, from the moon. <laughs> ghostly fire from the moon. <laughs> ghostly moon uh, fire. All right, so the two creatures surrounding Ertlebee have been destroyed. Wow. Um, nice. But that means there are two on Vasa. Or no, one on uh, er, um, Enzo, because he kind of pushed it out of the way. So it's going to go ahead and attack Enzo. Who's Enzo? Sorry. <laughs> it's just a clever nickname the DM has given. Oh, I'm not making it up. That's not revenge. It's just it is a critical hit. Um, <laughs> <laughs> this is Enzo. Who's Enzo um, now? <laughs> <laughs> Who was Enzo? Um, no. 16 damage as the wing slash into you. And then the tail rises up into the air and comes crashing down for 12 more damage. And the lightning just discharges in your body. Um, Vasa's being attacked by the second one, who's still behind her. Bye, friend. Um, (laughs) No! Don't no! Guys, this was our punishment for lying. <laughs> um, the wings connect for seven damage, and then another eleven from the lightning tail that crashes into I you. I mean, as well. the tail is just insult to injury. She was down with the slice, so she is oh, now at then zero. He, then he wouldn't have attacked you again. Oh, okay. He would have uh, moved. Wait, no, I, I lied. No, she, he can beat up my body. You just don't attack Roberto. Eleven damage to Roberto. I'm no! sorry, Roberto. <gasps> oh my god. Oh. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Um, I'm sorry. Why can't it beat up me a little more? I'm already down. Just beat the horse. Um, I wait. Okay, important question. Sure. Do I still have those four points of extra HP from Vasa? Yeah, you did. <gasps> okay. <laughs> I have to stay inspired for this the rest of this battle because I may or may not have two HP left. 
Oh my gosh. <laughs> Don't you have Borto, healing? it's your turn. It's my turn. You're it healing! Is. Um, can I heal myself? We use the the optional rule healing surge that we have. Um, I want, what, like, I'm wondering how badly hurt. Is Vasa down? Like, yeah, I'm zero health. I'm, uh, I'm out. Fuck. Save yourself, save yourself, save yourself, save yourself, save yourself. Um, I take out my hands and I do a little bit of, like, a little, like, flourishing. Um, you know, and then, like, I kind of, um, bring my hands up and I mutter a few words of, like, that sound like he's saying, like, numbers, like, zero one 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 zero 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 one 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 one. <laughs> and these like kind of glowing arcane energy shoots out of my hands and it starts to envelop my body. So here's the thing. <laughs> you have two options. Either A, none of that happened or it <laughs> happened in your mind. Because healing surge is just you catching your breath, giving your it's it's you like kinda like oh. slamming your fist in the ground going, Okay. No, All right. fuck that. I will. I, so I like that better. Maybe maybe Roberto thinks that happened. Okay. Maybe that's how he gets his uh, stamina back. Okay. Um, I, you know, I like, I like yours better. Uh, Roboto says, hell fucking no, like stomps on the ground. <laughs> um, he like, he like flexes a little bit and glows and I, do I spend a hit dice? Not today, Satan. <laughs> so oh he God. said to use a, okay, so yeah. question, do, um, should I, do I have to decide how many hit dice I want to use first or can I roll and yes. keep rolling? You got to decide how many you roll. Mm. Just go, go. There's no time for consultation. Go for, go for I'm sorry. Go we for have pump. to halt the battle. I have to do math. Seventeen. Seventeen. Total. Yeah. Yep. Okay. That's, <laughs> that is a. That is a. What? Wait. Is it nineteen? Oh, nineteen total. Oh. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. He with plus two. Yeah. Sorry. Plus two? Sorry. I'm so confused. Wesley did the math for your hit points you are currently at. Oh. Okay. Sorry. I'm too much. <laughs> I'm too invested in this. Oh no no because so, like I'm. I'm <laughs> Oh, fuck, you threw me off. Okay, I, I'm... <laughs> so you had two hit points, you got 17 back. 19. No, because oh, I, like, on my current hit points, I have minus. I'm, I've, I've, what? In my current hit points, I put, like, I have, like, a hit point maximum, then I have, like, my... I'm just, I just put minus <laughs> how much I'm missing. You might do what my brother does when he, when he loses uh, hit points. Yeah. I don't understand his character sheet. I just say, just, good luck. So I'd what? say if you don't know your hit points, call it at seventeen. Okay. Good answer. Seventeen's better than minus anything. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> okay, so that was your bonus action. Now what are you that doing? That took way too fucking long. Um, <laughs> all right. So now that I have gained my breath, I look over at the the dying Vasa and I scream a little bit higher than I thought I would. Um, like a, mo- a robot, like screams, and I run over to. Can I run? Wait, how far is she away? Is she- I died at your feet. I died at your feet. my feet. Okay, that makes it <laughs> yeah. a lot easier. Um, I just look down at my feet and I do the everything <laughs> that I just described earlier, where like I was like, you know, like was yeah. like reading binary, um, flapping my hands, glowy <laughs> hands, and I kind of like shoot down my hands like Emperor Palpatine's, like like what is like electricity, you know, like like this. Um, but yeah. it's like healing. It's healing energy, and yeah. it's arcane, purpley, glowy light, and I fill her with. Okay. So I feel her for five HP. Not dead. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Better than negative, right? I like to imagine you rubbed your hands together and it, you, that was like the ee- <laughs> you go clear. And I fucking said you would have been way better. Oh. <laughs> clear. <laughs> oh, 
one. And then Pedro is doing his roles. That's going to completely undo your work that we just spent the past 10 minutes doing. Yeah. You got to go through the first aid steps that you go, are you okay? Are you okay? (laughs) You call 911. Can you follow the scene? (laughs) (laughs) Secure the area. (laughs) So Claiborne lands up top. And as she lands, she's got her short bow out, and she fires off four arrows into one creature and drops it. Oh, nice. Uh, Told you. Nice, Claiborne. (laughs) She's totally passing this interview. (laughs) Yeah, Brimblestone goes weak in the knees again. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But they are going to charge for her. If she dies, we can get the shard off her body. I mean, it's a win-win for either of us. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say. <laughs> so one of them critically hit her. No, <gasps> no. One of them rushes forward, and it looks like it should be like a devastating hit, but she just kind of rolls with it, and just it didn't. Even though it was a direct hit right into her chest, she knows just how to move with it, and it didn't seem to really affect her that much. Um, another creature lands next to her and slashes into her back, and it does connect. But even though a part of her cloak tears, it doesn't tear all the way through. It seems to hit something almost like metallic sounding before it can get all the way through to her. Um, after that... Is she secretly a forged? Vasa's turn. Alright, Vasa comes alive and she's feeling like... She's feeling like she just had 30 hangovers. But she's like, alright, alright, I gotta get myself through this. So she, um, how many are alive on the ground? There are only two on the deck. Alright, well she's gonna go for the one that was targeting Roberto. Alright, well she summons herself up, let's roll... First one is a A plus six, 14. All right, scimitar power. Nine damage. That's her scimitar. Let's see if her short sword lands. 11. And her short sword does four damage. Then we get in her sneak attacks. Two and five. And then she's going to disengage and go hide behind Roberto. All right, so you you bring yourself up, you bring out your blades, and by the time you're done with the creature and you jump back, it's barely holding itself up. Like, it's bleeding, and it's coughing, and it's on its last breath. Tin? All right, so Tin is going to... I have, like, an action surge, so I get an additional... It says action? You get an extra action, yeah. Okay, so uh, I'm going to try shooting one again. Pew, pew. Okay. And it's a 19. That's a hit. Okay. Uh, it's 14. <laughs> Sorry. All right. So you line up your shot. And again, just like Ertleby, no one can hear the crack of thunder from your gun with all of the, uh, with the storm raging. But you do land a hit. Uh, it reels back and it's got a hole ripped through its wings and it stares at you. Are you taking your action surge? Yeah. All I'm gonna right, go try. Forth. I'm gonna try uh, taking out another one's wings. Oh, a different creature. Mm, actually, you know what? Yeah, I'll just try and nail this one between the eyes. Okay. All right. Eleven. That's a hit. Sayonara, sucker. It's a eleven plus three, fourteen again. 14. All right. So uh, this shot connects, gets it right between the eyes like you wanted. Uh, It reels back and uh, 
it collapses and the storm, the winds on the uh, up top, take it off the uh, balloon. Which is, <laughs> obviously it's uh, pretty cool for you, but it also informs you of what happens if one of you goes down. Your bodies get blown away and you never get recovered. <laughs> It's okay. It's good. Can I? Top on the balloon. It's incredibly dangerous. If you crack, if, if you drop, there's a chance the winds will take you. That's why. So, so be careful. But you guys are in good shape so far, so don't don't sweat it. Um, <laughs> yeah. Mama, no pressure. Rumblestone. <laughs> yeah, and I'm sorry, Tin. You could move if you wanted to. I didn't know if you wanted to. Um. I mean, I thought I was. <laughs> for some reason, I thought I was just floating in the air, like shooting you at them. You can. It's up to you. I I presumed that you landed on the balloon, but you could have just stayed in the air and been like, "Nah, bitch." <laughs> yeah, that's what I was. I was kind of imagining like a like hella cool, like sniping from the air. Oh, nice, nice. Okay, cool. Okay, cool. But you could move somewhere if you wanted to. Still, you have your move speed. Um, I will do a loop de loop, and then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right, Brummelstone. I'm gonna do. I'm gonna do scorching rays at the two that are left. Uh, Eleven. That's two d six. That is nine. Second one's a nineteen. Three. Third one, uh, fifteen. And six. All right, so those three uh, fire, uh, uh, scorching rays launch forward, slam into it, and rip it apart. It's left just like a burning husk. Damn. <laughs> I, I quickly go and put it out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, you take off, like, oh no! Uh, Erdlby? Directs her moonbeam. There's two near us. One is basically dead, and the other one is um, perfectly healthy. Okay, wait, they're not sitting, like, the, the one isn't consoling, they're not, like, Romeo and Juliet monsters, and one's like, why? The healthy one's, like, over the injured one. <laughs> Porque! Porque! <laughs> so you're going after the damaged one? I'm going after the healthy one, yeah. With um, great confidence, she's like, yeah, move. <laughs> Pass. All right, well, then you have to take half of my 2d10. Yep. Six. So, yeah, you bring the moonbeam over it, and that ghostly fire uh, starts to try to rip it apart, but it's holding its ground. It's kind of getting out of the way, and uh, when it can't move out of the way enough, it just kind of fights it and stands in the flame, but is not being consumed by it. It's pretty metal. <laughs> The one creature is going to attack uh, Roberto again. Oh, rude. Yeah, so the, like you basically, it, its wing comes and your metal arm just like deflects it and gets it out of the way. But as you're deflecting it, you left you leave yourself open for the tail to stab you and electrocute you for eight damage in total. It's a tail as old as time. <laughs> <laughs> and it lets out a screech, and the other creature. It's going to move past Vasa to come on you. So, Vasa, you get an opportunity to attack. Yes! I'll save you, Roberto! Yes, please. I got a nine. So, uh, yeah, it moves too fast for you. It did just you... come back from the dead. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> and it's going to come and attack you. Uh, first, it brings its wings uh, across your chest for seven damage. And then... At I don't have to roll for this. And... Oh. 
damage does it do? Maybe just well, two? Actually, all right. Um, how much? What's your max hit points? We're Me? Oh, sorry. Um, I'm at thirty. My max is thirty-seven. All right, cool. If it's too high a damage on a critical hit, it can actually kill you straight out. But it did. Right. Um, oh thank God. It have to do I'm negative stop thirty-seven, asking, right? I'm gonna stop yeah. elaborating now because all I do is pull these worst rules out of fucking paper. <laughs> It's <laughs> gonna shut uh, up. So it did twenty-eight damage. Oh my god, twenty-eight damage! <laughs> I are dead. And if um if you don't remember, forged have advantage on saving throws versus death. Oh, very yeah. nice. So uh yeah, it plunges its tail into Roberto, <gasps> and then the discharge of electricity blasts him off and actually sends him back about ten feet, crashing into the side of the ship. Bury me with my kitty. I've seen short circuit. You'll be fine. <laughs> this this can only be good things, actually. <laughs> this is how you gain sentience. This is how Forge gets split personalities. Yeah. <laughs> uh, in your dying breath, I say Superman. <laughs> Superman. Um, Roberto, can you give me your first uh, death save? A death save. I don't think you've had to roll so far. It's just a D twenty with no extra numbers. And you get advantage, so just roll twice. You get yeah, you get to, to roll twice and take the result, better result. Okay, it's good that that one's advantage because. <gasps> okay, I got a nineteen. All right, so you're you're holding on. Claiborne, meanwhile, has one left up there. Um, Claiborne lets out three of her arrows connect out of the four, and she eliminates the last one up there. Guys, get down here! Get down here now! Yes. She knocks that. She takes that one out, and as soon as she does, um, she says, "I'm gonna go check on the others," and she flies down. Gosh, I love her. <laughs> <laughs> New round, Vasa. All right, Vasa. Um, Roberta was flew past and all this stuff, and Vasa would go after him, but she's kind of facing down the one that she almost killed, and she's just gonna get that one out of the way first. Because uh, also she's like also really hurt and she doesn't want to turn her back to these two creatures. So, <laughs> scimitar is a twenty-four, so that's obviously a hit. Yep. Uh, scimitar damage is two. Let's go for oh wait, two plus four, so it's six damage actually. Did and you kill it? all right, it's killed. Um, yep. Can I now? So you can move to attack the other one now. Yeah. yeah. All right. She does her thing. Now she goes for the other one, the short sword. Yep, so you slash it across his throat, and then you land and take off towards the other one? Yep, and that one was, uh, shit, that was a nine. Nine? All right, yeah. so yeah, it saw that one coming. Oh, wait, no, 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 no. It was a hit, it was a hit, it was a hit. Because it's nine plus my dex and proficiency. Sorry, I messed it up. I messed it up. Oh, it was a, it was a hit, it was a hit. <laughs> Suck on that creature. All right, so short sword lands damage is a six. And then can she cunning action? Can she sneak attack that one? Yeah, yep, yep. Alright. Even though, can she still do the 2d6 damage? Oh, yeah, that's right, she can. Alright. Yep. Three, one. Alright, so additional four damage there. And then she'll do the whole evade and cunning action pullback. You bring your blade into this creature as well, pull back, disengage, get out of the way, and it's just staggering. It can barely hold itself up. Tin? Alright, so I'll start flying down. Rumblestone, same? Yeah. Alright, Ertleby? Vasa didn't kill the other one, right? It's still hanging on a little bit? Correct. Okay, Moonbeam. To you! 
Constitution beats 14. <laughs> All right. Fail. <laughs> nice. <laughs> 10 damage. <laughs> 10 damage. All right. So your ghostly fire envelops it and uh, brings it back to, uh, brings it into the deck where it burns to death. Take that. That's from the moon. <laughs> All right. So the rest of you that were up top get down and see that they've handled their situation. Um, the crew is just battling off the rest of them. The captain has even taken out a few himself. And everyone's kind of able to start catching their breath. A lot of the crew is, is startled and scared. They didn't know this was going to happen. Wait. Can I go stabilize Roberto? Yeah. Or are we... Oh yeah, sorry. Yep. Save me. Well, actually, can I go do it since I have the healers thing? I can actually heal him and. Yeah, I mean, yeah, Vasa's sitting down next to him, bleeding anyway, and she's like, "Tin, yeah, that one." Okay. Uh, so the math, uh, fourteen. Nice. Yeah, fourteen hit points back for Roberto. Yay! I live. Thank you so much. Does anyone else need healing? <laughs> Vasa raises her hand. Excellent. Okay, let's do this. Yep. Then I heal you for 11. And I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. The storm is still raging, and but the Captain Gideon comes over to you all. And um, <clears throat> through the rain, he shouts. He says, that, that was incredible. Thank you so much for coming to our aid. The ship is yours. Whatever you need, let me know. And everyone's really excited about, except for Claiborne. Aww. What's wrong with Claiborne? Yeah, what is the matter? Uh, when you walk up, she looks over to you, Brumblestone, and she's like, "We're we're not safe yet." The captain can't hear. Like the water, the rain, and everything's way too loud. The storm's rolling too hard. But you can hear her because you're so close. What's what's happening? The storm hasn't subsided yet. These creatures bring the storm with them. I, I alert the captain and everyone else. Once you start wanting to have a conversation of sorts, he gets everyone off deck and gets them down to the hall so everyone can hear it. Heal, heal up, dry off, whatever. Within a couple minutes, the hall is just packed with the crew. Uh, only the members of the engineering team that are vital uh, are not here. Everybody else is up here to hear what's going on. And... Uh, the captain's like, so what? what's going on? Are we not safe yet? What's the situation out here? I mean... Uh, the storm. He's looking at you because you, you asked him to yeah, yeah. say it. Oh, it'll cost 20 gold to know. Chromosome <laughs> <laughs> tries to speak over her and uh, <laughs> tells them, you know, like. You're lucky the boss is injured because she gets pushed aside easily this time. Playborn has said that the, sto- the creatures bring the storm, so we're not safe until the storm has surpassed. And uh, she steps forward and she says, Yeah, the. <sighs> These creatures, these uh, they're called the Venari, and they're Stormbringers. That's what the name translates to in Giant, I believe. Um, they're usually led by something called Lightning Harvesters. And if the storm's still around, that means the Lightning Harvesters are still around. So we're not safe yet. And the captain's like, all right, well... And he seems kind of stumped at this point, and he's thinking to himself, and he's like, well, what do you suggest we do? We can't... We can't wait the storm out. They'll just come for us eventually, right? And we can't move forward because 
this rain's getting tougher and tougher to navigate. Like, I don't know how much longer the Falcon can safely be in this area before the storm just rips us apart. Everybody look at the shard. We'll have some good ideas after that. (laughs) (laughs) Well, no, you only get the inspiration the first time you see it. Wait, we've already seen this one? Oh, they, I mean... (laughs) <laughs> they're not uh, when you've seen one shard you've seen them all yeah, I guess. Oh. it's all it's all oh. it's all part of the same puzzle oh. right <laughs> bummer yeah but none of the people in the crew have shown it so let's just like have her show everybody who's right. gathered for the meeting and see if there's any good ideas that come out of it uh, you ask her to show the shard and she's like why it will inspire those around yeah, uh, she nods at you, Brummelstone, and then she pulls the pouch out, and then she pulls the shard from the pouch and holds it into the air, and you can hear everyone gasp and kind of take steps back, cover their eyes, then she puts the shard away, and there's just, there's a calm over the entire crowd, and they're just, they're taken aback, they've never seen something like this before. You see some people who reject it, like when it comes out, they they shield their eyes and they're like they don't want any any part of it. But most everybody else accepted it, and their minds look like they're racing. Like the engineering team gets together immediately and they're like, "Okay, what do we do here?" And they start talking, 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 and all this stuff. It's Claiborne who says, "Uh, because she hasn't really seen it yet." And the moment she takes a look at it as well, and she's putting it away, she's like, "Okay, the lightning harvesters." They only have two things that they're after. They they actually devour lightning, and they feed it to their servants. Servants? So they're either looking for lightning, or, or they're angry that we're here, and they're trying to rip us apart. Since the lightning harvesters didn't attack us... I think it's the first. Yeah, I think it's the first. Okay, and her—you can just see her mind racing, putting it all together. And she's like, "Okay, so if if they if they haven't come down for us yet, that means they're actually on the hunt. We just came in the middle of their their uh, like in the middle of their hunting grounds, right? So all we need to do." And she thinks about it. And she says, "If we could attract them, the problem is we can't go forward." The captain's saying, "Because we don't know what we're getting into, right?" If we could find a way to draw them to us, maybe the engineering team could build like a lightning rod or something. Or if we had like a javelin of light. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I guess. I mean, if you had a javelin of lightning, that'd be great. But like something that <laughs> oh, could boy, just like really do cool a burst of lightning that. and attract them, and then we would just fight them. Like we could even, yeah, I mean, we, we, could we set just a need trap. to find a place to fight them at. I, I get this cool magical weapon, Wait. and now I have to use it as a lightning rod. Wait, Vasa speaks up. She says, "Why would we? Why would we bring the entire clouds' contents of, of these monsters to us? We we barely fought off the horde, the, the flock that attacked us. What if we set the lightning somewhere else to draw them away? Oh, like throw the the like if you have that javelin, yeah, we could just throw it somewhere." <laughs> <laughs> and like, yeah. Also, it's like, well, Brimblestone does have you have lightning. You can, oh, cast, you can lightning. cast lightning spells. I, I can. Oh, oh yeah. And she's yeah. just really let's... impressed, and she's like, "What? I mean, absolutely. I mean, what's the furthest you can throw one?" That's a good question. Let's see here. Hold on, I actually have an answer to this, which is nice. Uh, 
It all depends on if I have to make a, a, a attack or not. There's a witch beam which goes 30 feet. That's not very far. <laughs> thunder wave is only thunder damage. My chromatic orb, it goes 90, and if I have to make an attack roll, it can go twice as far because I took the spell slinger, so 180 feet. Yeah. And she's like, that's not far enough. Like, it would be, I mean, it would see us. So I guess those are our two options. We could either, I mean, we, we could either attract it with that javelin that, so you actually have one. Tin has one. So we could attract it with the javelin, or I guess like someone else said too, we could we could launch it off and just hope that it it follows the javelin far enough away. I'm not launching this javelin, guys. This is like a really, really nice javelin. <laughs> what if we have we come with me here, a raven carry the javelin? I mean, wouldn't it kill the raven? That's this fine. is a, a special raven. <laughs> well, <laughs> If his orb doesn't Aww. go far enough, then the javelin can't go far enough, because it can only go 120 feet. But we could have engineering build a launch cannon for it. <laughs> <laughs> and the engineering crew looks really weirded out by that. It's just an enormous and crossbow. When, when Treat you it say as that, they look crossbow. very nervous over at um, Ertleby and uh, Tin. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Let's just be I- like an enormous crossbow. That shoots a javelin. Is that some kind of joke they say? Aren't you supposed to be inspired? They'll execute us if we build anything that even looks like a cannon. What? Oh, that's... So, maybe you guys don't remember, sorry. Um, Part of the gunslinger code is that any kind of... (laughs) <laughs> machinery, like the, any anyone that tries to attempt to build that, um, your, your the gunslinger code uh, forces you to kill them. Uh, but a crossbow is not a gun. And that, well, that they heard like launcher, like they thought that to their in their heads they were like gun, like cannons. So sorry, that's like, a colloquial right, Vasa. Just the, the first thing they heard <laughs> yeah. was like gun, and they're like, so Vasa's like, well. Boss is like, oh no 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 no! You don't need to build a gun. It's a it's a stick with a pointy end, kind of like an arrow. You build a massive crossbow. We launch it far and tin tin tin. We tie a rope to the end of the javelin so that we can pull it back if it works and we're alive. <laughs> like the the captain's like, how much rope do you guys carry? <laughs> oh, really? I I can make a thorny whip that can be quite long indeed. So I, really, yes. I mean, I, oh. we got a lot of rope, like a lot. I guess it's a- I guess it's weird because like he he can cast his spell a really long way. So <laughs> why why does it have to be my expensive <laughs> fancy javelin? <laughs> I mean, so. So one, we're either launching a javelin into the darkness and hoping they see it, or two, we're laying in wait to jump them with it, you know, like, and having the advantage there. like Or launching your chromatic orb. <laughs> chromatic well, orb uh, doesn't go far enough. Yeah, the orb can only be, like, cast They would have me. to launch Brummelstone, yeah, and then he could launch... <laughs> what if we you have enough rope <laughs> to tie to him? Those <laughs> flying potions... We still got flying potions. No, we can't send Brummelstone out as the lure as bait. I know, we can send Tin out as bait. Because <laughs> Tin, as. Tin, I was a javelin. 
<laughs> it just seems to me that like you know, Tin seemed to do really, really well in the air for some reason. Don't know what's up with that, but she doesn't. She hasn't explained it to us yet. But you know, if she wants to hold on to her javelin so badly, <laughs> she can go with her javelin. <laughs> honestly, <laughs> honestly, I would do that. There you go. No, that's suicide. That's that's suicide. Claymore says, I agree with Vasa. I think that that's it's incredibly dangerous. I mean, like, even if we were to launch something far enough away, there's no guarantee they wouldn't turn around and find us later. Yeah, I think I think just bringing the battle to us and having the advantage, because the only reason we got hit was because they snuck upon us. And uh, she kind of nods. She's like, "Thank you, Brummelstone." Vasa, Vasa just says, "I'll go find a room," and then uh, <laughs> she's like, well, I, and Then she, I, she walks over to engineering to go talk to them. Oh. Um, I so listening to what Brummelson said, uh, Tin would Tin would say, um, "Okay, keeping that in mind, um, launching something and hoping that they don't see us is not necessarily a good idea. So we have to expect a fight. So I think the best situation would be." to have Bremelstone launch his orb as far away as possible and then uh, try and have any long-ranged people take as many out before they get to us to fight us. Uh, and then Vasa was like, well, if the engineering team can build weapons that, uh, like, think this can catapult nets or anything that could drag them down weighted nets, they're in the air, we can send them down lower. Uh... Vasa would walk over to the engineering team and be like, Claiborne! And also sort of discuss the options of whether they can build such uh, weapons to sort of reduce the amount in the sky with weighted nets and crossbows and all that stuff. <laughs> they laugh about that and they're like, we do that all the time. Like, whenever the captain's in a round, like, <laughs> we sink birds. Like, we <laughs> bored oh. well, I cover time- Raven too fast, too furious his ears. <laughs> <laughs> and then... Vasa claps them on the shoulders as well. Time to put those skills to good use. They look excited. They're like, well, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so they're they're cool with that. And Claiborne's like, so what's the plan then? Are we gonna bring him to are we gonna bring him to us? We're gonna bring him to us. We're gonna attack them distance. far. Yeah. And then if anything gets through, uh we'll let you handle it. No, it's <laughs> I will I will smite them. <laughs> She's kind of like, all right, all right. Well, I, I'm ready when you are. We just got to have the captain find a good landing spot, right? Also, um, we need to, my friends, uh, some of us would need to rest and gather our strength again for this fight. Yeah, I'm leaking oil everywhere. And she's like, well, do you, I don't know how long you guys want to rest for, but do you think we have time for that? How, how long is a short rest? A short rest is an hour. I mean, the, the team will need an hour anyway to build the large catapults and everything. I'm assuming the ship needs to descend. Like, they're already high-fiving each other because they're going to go get them. Nice. That's crazy. Do we have any health potions? Or like... Can and I roll Cla- my... Claiborne reaches into her pouch and she's like, I, I have two. Oh. Okay, what? I like this person. Yeah, I like her. Who wants the healing potions? She's just handing them over. Um... Since we're not resting, Roberta would please love one. Alright, so she's handing you a potion. Uh, I think you've probably seen healing potions before. But this, it looks like you're staring into like the very depths of a sapphire. 
Did anyone take the second potion? Because they would have the same stats. Well, no, we should just leave it with Clayboard. <laughs> she seems like she might know what she's doing. Taking care uh, of your girlfriend. <laughs> uh, in the in the in the meantime, um, I mean, we can spare ten minutes. Vasa gives a like she gives a speech to at least a private circle about you know we've been in tougher binds than this, and now we have a new friend, and she claps Clayborn on the side. Like we will make it through this, and we will prevail. She blushes. Yeah. So that's plus four, everybody. Aw, thank you. Thanks for listening to episode 22, Lightning Rod. If you want to keep up to date on news and new episodes, follow us on Twitter at WorldWalkersPod or Facebook at Facebook.com slash WorldWalkersPod. Thank you to our Patreon supporters who make this entire thing possible. Supporters gain access to early and exclusive episodes, live draw sessions with the WorldWalker crew, and more. If you're interested, head on over to patreon.com slash worldwalkers and check it out. I wanted to take a moment to thank Kevin McLeod over at incompetech.com for the music in this episode, along with Sirenscape, who provided the sound effects you heard. You can find them at sirenscape.com. It's the ultimate romance. Yeah. She dies in his arms. Romeo and Juliet. <laughs> Bromeo. <laughs> yeah. Bromeo. <laughs> I'll bury, I'll bury you in Costa Oh my god. <laughs> oh. Okay. Um, real quick, let me. I might be able to help you out on something. Oh, yeah? I don't. I don't cast spells like druid spells because I'm not a player. But I think Moonbeam is better than you might think it is. Okay, all right. Let me look at Moonbeam. Hang on, hang on. Um, actually, Ertlebe doesn't do that. She just turns into a tree. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So Moonbeam. Um. Um. No, never mind. I had a player misuse it in one of my games. Hmm. What they do? We just played last week, and he was like, "I'm going to use it to just like." just scorch the area and i was like oh cool i'll look it up real quick and i should have looked that up (laughs) at that game no man forget forget that you just mother i do a gigantic Um, ring of moon and they all die at the end it's it's almost um too hard to look away so do you ready for to write this down Sorry, what? Do you want to you want to write this down? I'm going to give you the uh, stats for the potion. Yes, please. Actually, where do I write right. it? Um, wherever you want to. Um, Free will. Paper. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, I don't, I don't know what your sheet looks like. Sorry. Oh, I have a fog cloud spell. If we can cloak the boat in a cloud. Or how conspicuous a giant floating cloud would be. Well, it's in the rain. The cloud will help obscure um, the preparations we have made. Well, she's like, I don't know that spell. Will we be able to see out of it? Roberto? Um, actually, I have to look that up because... <laughs> I'm sorry, I just wrote down like the, the actual... like. No, that's all right. I just wrote that down, Fog. You create a 20-foot radius sphere of fog centered on a point within range. The sphere spreads, spreads around corners, and this area is heavily obscured. So I guess it obscures our vision as well. 
It also only lasts unless there's a moderate wind in the area. <laughs> what? <laughs> moderate yeah, wind? It's still oh, like, like a storm. You, you just being like, like perfect. Jesus. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Someone just farts and it just flies away. Like, like, dude, don't eat beans before the stealth mission, guys. <laughs> you know, you know. It was a good plan. It was a good plan. Uh, I'm a little bit disappointed. 